I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. I want to trade. Unfortunately, I can't offer anything of particular value to you. However, I can offer you something which might make an entertaining part of a video. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the trade machine titan. The one more thinking, what you got for me, Isaac Harris? It's been a bit since we've talked trades. We used to throw back to uh, before the season. We Two did trade ta- <laughs> trade target Tuesday. Every Tuesday, we talked trades. I think that got us in more trouble than anything. You pull, in, <laughs> you pull in clips and audio clips and graphics of fake trades. I think we had multiple fan bases that came at us, made fun of us and all this stuff. And uh, that's just what fake trades do. It's fun. We drew the ire of the Pacers fan base at least one, at least one time, maybe twice. Oh, because they think Miles Turner, I mean, is the next coming of Wilt Chamberlain. I mean, he might win Defensive Player of the Year this year. That's great. Love it. I'm glad that he... Is doing something. All right, on today's show, Isaac and I are going to talk some trade targets. So the Dallas Mavericks, they have some problems, right? We we all we all watched the game the other night. No, right? Nick, they do not. And if you didn't watch the game the other night, you should listen to the, our post game pod, and uh, you'd understand the Mavericks have some problems after they got beat by the Jazz. So we're going to talk che- about. Some- hey, just check just check our Twitter mentions <laughs> and the ones that I don't have muted. Um, so oh, I muted so many. The Mavericks have some issues, and so we're going to talk about those issues and how to fix them, right? Come up with solutions. That's what we're. That's what we always say in both of our jobs, right? People say, don't just come to me with problems. Come with solutions. So we're going to try to come with some solutions today. What the Mavericks could trade for, what they could possibly package and make it work, and this centered around this whole conversation between Lonzo and J.J. Redick and potentially Eric Bledsoe. It seems like those three guys are being shot by the Pelicans right now. The Pelicans are not in a good spot right now. They are... Uh, six and ten. They are not playing as well as they thought they would right now. They're on like a pretty bad streak right now. They were on like a seven game losing streak, right, or a six game losing streak. It was it was pretty bad for a second there. So Pelicans are not doing well. They're starting to shop some of these guys. Their team didn't really make sense anyway, right? Like the Stephen Adams, yeah. Zion, uh, Eric Bledsoe, that whole like Ingram and Lonzo. That lineup was never gonna work, right? And I think everyone knew it. Even even Stan Van Gundy probably knew that. The thing that they didn't maybe expect was that JJ Redick was gonna shoot under thirty percent from three. And that Lonzo was going to have statistically the worst shooting season an NBA player has ever had, like a, like a full-blown rotation player has ever had. It's like the first time anyone's shot as bad as he has playing 30 minutes a game. It's, it's pretty wild if you look at Lonzo's shooting splits and the amount of time he's playing. 38.8% from the field, 30% from three, 52% from two, uh, 58% from the free throw line. Like, yeah. Oof, that's brutal. So they're shopping these guys. No idea what these guys are worth or what, what their value is. But I think at least one of them could help the Mavericks. And I put this out to a lot of to people on Twitter the other day and asked Mavs fans, which one would you rather have? If you had to, you know, if you had to choose the Mavericks to go after one of these two, would it be JJ Redick or Lonzo? And some people came at me and said, Well, why is that even a question? It should be JJ Redick. But so many other fans came at me and said it should be Lonzo. So 
Which one? If you had to choose one of these guys to target for the Mavericks to try and get in a trade, who would it be? JJ Redick or Lonzo? Salaries and all that comes into play. Yeah, it's so it's so intriguing with both of these guys because you know Lonzo. Let's just talk salary real quick. So Lonzo makes eleven million dollars this season, but he's going to be a restricted free agent next. You know this coming summer. So you look at a team like Dallas. We know they've been keeping their cap space for twenty twenty one. And if you're in the camp of I don't even know who they're going to spend it on, and if you don't like Oladipo, and you don't know who they're going to who else they could spend the money on, then if there are restricted free agents out there, I mean, we just saw Jared Allen get moved from Brooklyn to Cleveland. You know, John Collins is he on the market? He hasn't have you know he doesn't have an extension yet, but he's going to have a payday coming this you know this summer. Lonzo is one of those guys too, going into the season. Because last year it was like he had this kind of resurgent like type of I don't even know say, call it resurgent. It's like come to the party a little bit. You know he he shot thirty seven percent from three last year. Thought he shot the ball really well. I thought his shot looked good last year. I it was, was impressed. There's all those videos of his shot like straightening out and all that. Yeah, I mean, so I was I was thoroughly encouraged. Fifty six percent from the free throw line last year, woof. Uh, but yeah. he is okay. You say he's shooting fifty eight percent from the free throw line this year. He's not even averaging that's a free throw a game. That's an improvement, though. <laughs> it's an improvement, but he's at point nine free throws a game. So uh, yes, uh, he, he's not even getting to the line. But that's always what's, been a story for him. What's worse, not getting to the line at all, not shooting free throws, or missing when you barely go to the line? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky, Michael <laughs> Jordan, Michael Scott, Isaac Harris. <laughs> um, but, but he's 23. <laughs> so there is an intrigue factor that I know we've mentioned this before that I remember the very first time the Lakers came to play Dallas you know, that season, that rookie season for Lonzo and Dennis and those guys. Shout out to that top 10 of that draft class. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Lonzo, um, Markel Fultz, and Dennis Smith Jr. Where are they Josh now? Jackson. <laughs> yeah, Josh Jackson, too. Um, yeah. But anyway, there's a few more guys, and that one's fun. Nilakina, Man, there's some. that was a loaded top 10. <laughs> but 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 for Lonzo, I remember in that press conference when they first got you know came to visit that season and Rick was asked about Lonzo and Rick said he's like, you know, we had him at number one on our draft board. And that was before all the Rick, you know, Carlo uh, comments on uh, LeVar and all of that. You were tweeting him out. That was funny. But but what there is a loudmouth. I can't remember what he called Damn, him. I'm going to look it up. All right, look uh, it, was, it was something because because Rick, you know, is president of the uh, Coaches Association. And, you know, it was kind of a tough spot for Luke Walton and them. And yeah, back back then. But but no, there is an intrigue factor about Lonzo. And I mean, the fact that he's still 23. Do you have it? Blowhard. That was the word that he used. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a great Rick Carla moment. But I'm still intrigued. I don't, I don't, I'm st- I still have a hut on the island of Lonzo. I've always been on the island when he came into the league. I love guys who have that vision and have that feel for the game. And I, I get all the shooting concerns. I get all of it. There's just something something about him I, I'm still intrigued by. And I think there's I, I think he's good at defense. I think he struggled this year at defense. And the few Pelicans game I've watched, I'm not saying I've watched a ton. Maybe we could get Jake Madison on the spot sometime. But uh <laughs> I'm still intrigued by Lonzo. I think I would lean Lonzo if I had to pick between the two, mainly because you still control his rights too as a restricted free agent uh, going into next summer. So, you know, you kind of control what happens in the summer. And the fact that J.J. Reddick's 36, 
you know, we kind of suck at defense right now. I don't know if y'all know that. And, <laughs> you know, adding, I would love JJ shooting. Don't get me wrong, but it's just expiring contract, 36 years old and defensively having him, you know, I, yeah, I think I would pick Lonzo. So my answer is JJ Redick, hundred percent. I don't think that <laughs> I don't think that Lonzo answers any of the Mavericks questions. So what in, in all of this trade talk and any any trade that Isaac sends me, like he texts me a bunch of trades randomly. Sometimes it's late at night and he'll send me a name. Like what about this guy? I'm like these are my things that for for right now the Mavericks need to add interior defense slash rebounding. The rebounding is a plus, but if they can get interior defense, that's definitely a a, a need. Shooting. Definitely a need and veteran leadership. Those are those are three things I think this Mavericks team needs right now. Other than you know time, chemistry, and putting putting this all together and the pieces that they already have, I still believe in most of the pieces they have now. I don't think it's all broken, but they they need to, to add some of those things. And some of those things we had this summer, right? That the Mavericks just didn't add. They tried to add and they added a little bit here and there, but wasn't enough. And never usually is enough for a team, or else you have the the 2017-18 Warriors, right? So JJ Reddick's the answer for me. He answers the shooting and the veteran leadership. He doesn't answer the interior defense, the rebounding, but I think the shooting will help with that. Missing a bunch of shots is going to make you lose the rebounding battle, right? Because you miss some shots and the other team gets the board and then all of a sudden they run down. And, you know, if it's a long rebound, if you're missing threes, the Mavericks are worst in the NBA in three-point shooting right now. So you miss those threes, it's a long board. All of a sudden you have this, you know, fast break in transition and the other teams off to the races. So I think that can, you know, good, de- good defense is a good offense. Good offense is a good defense. Like they both work together. So I think that that could help if you make more shots. The other team also you know, gives your team a chance to set up. And so I would much rather have JJ Redick. Uh, the, the age is a concern for sure, but it's only one year and you still have that money freed up for this, for this off season to do something and to do something big, to add a guy, to trade for a guy, to do something like that, to, to, to sign somebody into that space and the leadership. I would want a guy like JJ Reddick to show some of these guys how to work, how to go through, you know, man, him working with Josh Green, sign me up. Him him working with Tyrell Terry, that might be worth it just just Wes for that, to. right? What yeah. work with Weston Wandu. Fix that shot. <laughs> fix that shot of his. So I'm I'm hundred percent I would go for JJ Reddick. Lonzo Ball, the defense would be intriguing. You there's something about his passing that you're like, there has to be a space for a guy that defends that well and passes that well. I'm just not sure what it is, right? And I'm not yeah. sure it's on this Mavericks team either. So that's my answer on the, the JJ Lonzo thing. Coming up, we're gonna talk about this a little bit more, talk about some trade targets across the league that will answer some of those questions and hopefully fix some of those things that the Mavericks have wrong with them. So we'll talk about that. But before we do, Isaac Harris, betonline.ag. It's the place, the spot. It is the place for this uh, upcoming Super Bowl for NBA lines every single night. Sign up for a free account using betonline.ag. Use that promo code LOCKDOWN. Get a 50% welcome bonus. There's so many lines. There's so many things that you can check. There's NBA games every single night. There's college. You can listen to Lockdown Bets, and they'll tell you different kinds of things that you can focus on. They have this segment on Lockdown Bets called Wrong Team Favored, and I love it because they go in and they say, this this is a team that is you know, favored that shouldn't be. You can just listen to those and then go they bet on. They picked the Sixers the other night. They picked the, the Sixers Lakers. And to beat the Lakers and got it. They get it right a lot. They get it right more often than not on Lockdown Bets. But And all the all those lines come from betonline.ag. Uh, with the Super Bowl, they have so many props. So many, We're doing special props on, on Lockdown Mavs. We're going through. We did the Puppy Bowl yesterday, the Gatorade. Um, there's all kinds of things about like which former president or current president will be mentioned on the broadcast and how many times. I think that's funny. Oh, here's one. This is, this is right up our alley. 
primary color of Bruce Arians' flat cap. You know he wears those like those oh, yeah. flat build cap kind of things. Red leading the way, minus one twenty five. White plus one fifty. Gray plus one seventy five. Black, the dark horse candidate, both figuratively and literally, plus five hundred. Red, that's your overwhelming favorite there. You have to bet one hundred and twenty five to win a hundred. So interesting, what color Bruce Arians' cap's going to be? Bruce I'm Arians can white. put some money down on this through some offshore <laughs> things and win some money if he just picks the right cap, right? That's very true. Just text somebody. Like, All of a wear, sudden, somebody puts ten thousand dollars on which Bruce Arians cap is going <laughs> to on gray and. <laughs> There you go. So betonline.ag, use that promo code LOCKDOWN. you get a 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Put some money down for some games. It really helps if you're like, I want to watch this game, but I'm not super interested in it. It really helps, and it's fun if you win, and it makes it all worth it. So BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We're covering everything that you need to know on Locked On Mavs about the Dallas Mavericks, but what about the rest of sports? You have all kinds of different Locked On podcasts, but Locked On Today is the place to cover all the other sports. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski. He hosts Locked On Packers as well. It's the all-sports podcast that you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Isaac Harris. So we talked about Lonzo. We talked about J.J. Redick. I think... I think J.J. Redick may answer some of those questions, and the Mavericks could be interested in him. You uh, made a good case. I, I will say that. You made a very good case. The the veteran leadership, you made me think about it more. I think I would still lean Lonzo just because of the It was the Tyrell Terry thing, wasn't it? It was the, it was the Tyrell Terry part. <laughs> it was. I could, I could be convinced on either of these. If y'all remember, if you've been listening to this podcast, we talked about J.J. last year, but what was our thing to that of like bringing J.J. on? We said... Well, wouldn't that be kind of re- like we already have Seth Curry, so why do we need JJ? Yeah, now they don't. <laughs> well, we don't have Seth anymore. So, uh, so no, I, I could definitely see it. The defense, you know, worries me of like, all right, what lineup do you want out there? If, you know, if it's Luka, KP, Reddick, then you have to really have two lockdown defenders after that. I mean, I guess Josh and Dorian or Maxi or whoever it is. And so, but anyway, I, I could see either one of those working. I lean the Lonzo route because there is something. There's a chance that him being so young, and if you could get him back shooting like he was last year, that shooting and sides and defense and playmaking, you know, that vision alongside Luca could be something cool, especially if they liked him before the draft. There's a reason why they loved him so much three years ago. That was also pre Luca that, that they that they loved him, right? For sure. Yeah. Back with Dennis. So the thing though about this is a really interesting dynamic between those two players because it's it's all about what you think about this season or or the future, right? Lonzo is a is a more, you know, buy low and eventually that could work out to be something really cool in the future. JJ Reddick's yeah. a right now, this season, right the ship sort of player. And I'm more of a right the ship right now kind of player because I'm gonna bet on Luca and KP and some of the things that the Mavericks have going forward. The, the max cap space, the some of the guys they have signed long term or at least the next couple of years. I'm betting on that. But if you you know, want to bet on the future, and well, I don't know. It it it, it just depends on that, right? Which which well, which path go, you want to go down? And that that same concept goes with Oladipo, right? I was just yeah. talking to somebody uh, today on the phone, and we were talking about just different trade you know, targets and stuff, and we were talking about Oladipo, and that person said to me, they're like, "Well, why would you trade for Oladipo right now if you know you could just get him for free in the off season?" And it's like. All right, I get that. Like, why would you give up something if he's just going to be unrestricted and you're still going to get him for free in the summer if you think you have a good shot at him? But it, it goes in what you just said. How much of a shot do you think you have right now? 
Because yeah, if you don't think you have a shot at winning the title, then okay, you just wait and get him this summer. But if you think that Oladipo puts you in the title conversation of Oladipo, Luka, and KP, then yeah, you go do it because you never want to just throw a year away. So that's that whole concept is intriguing or just another thing to keep in mind. Not even the title conversation. I say to win a playoff series, right? That would be a big step forward for this franchise. And if you think that Victor Oladipo can help you win a playoff series right now, yeah, do it, right? I mean, yeah. Bring him in, take that step forward, like help these guys get to get to another level, and I think that that helps the team, right? Because you want everybody to get experience, grow internally, and then in two years maybe they're really contending for a title for real, right? That's sort of yeah. the, the main thing. So uh, the other player that was mentioned as maybe that the Pelicans are shopping is Eric Bledsoe. We had you know interesting conversation about him before we hit record about like him and Josh Richardson are very similar players. <laughs> Yeah, I would say I would say Bledsoe is a little bit more of a playmaker uh, than than Richardson, but that I mean they're both good defenders. I mean Eric Bledsoe I think was you know what all defensive you know team guy last year. Yep. You know the difference. You look at you look at Eric Bledsoe's contract right now. You know Windhorse said on the jump that you know that they are entertaining offers for Bledsoe, and I just be really curious to see he's due sixteen this year, eighteen million dollars next year. And then, you know, he has a non-guaranteed, was it three or four million, you said? I think, yeah, it's partially guaranteed. So it's like four million in, in 2022. Yeah, 2022, uh, 23 season. So decent size contract. Um, I just, the whole thing with Bledsoe, he's 31. He is shooting almost 40% from three. So you're like, theoretically, you're thinking, all right, 40% three-point shooter right now, that, good defender. That's That seems to be an aberration from his career, though. Yes. Kind of like Redick. I mean, you look at Redick's numbers right now. He's he's shooting 50. You know, I mean, 50. He's shooting uh, five threes a game right now off the bench. He hasn't started a single game for the Pelicans this year. And he's shooting 29% from three. I think, you know, you get him in a better Flip situation. Those numbers. <laughs> yeah. I think, <laughs> for, uh, for sure. I just can't get the sour taste in my mouth of playoff Eric Bledsoe. It just feels like he comes up short. And uh, I don't, yeah, he would definitely be third on that list of. The, if you're ranking the Mavs targets or possibilities from New Orleans and the, yeah, Lonzo Reddick, you know, Bledsoe for me, it's Lonzo and Reddick kind of together, really close, like split hairs close. And then it's Eric Bledsoe after that. Um, yeah. So are you all out on Bledsoe? Yeah, I, I think I'd be out on Bledsoe. I don't think I he think answers. Think so, he doesn't yeah. answer your interior defense rebounding thing. Doesn't answer your shooting, and I'm not sure he answers the veteran leadership. Maybe he does more than I think. But he does. he's mini LeBron, though. He used to be called that, didn't he? What's his basketball reference thing? Yeah, mini LeBron. It was his name. No telling. He was really good with the Clipper. Like he was the up and coming type player. Clippers should Clippers. trade for him. They could use him right now. Yeah. Actually, the Clippers are doing pretty good. Stay. Do what you're doing, Clippers. Um. Andre Drummond, should we talk about him? Like, I feel oh like. Oh God, he, he, why? We get Seriously, you're gonna bring Drummond? It just keeps getting brought up, and he's a big body. And <sighs> the Mavericks, after they just played Rudy Gobert, and they're about to play him again tonight. If you're listening to this on Friday, right? Like, it's a it's a conversation. So, should we have it again? Because I feel like our listeners are probably saying, "Why do you guys talk about this guy every single time?" But it gets brought up almost every game. It, just give us the thirty second. Why or why not? I just I still say no, and a lot of it has to do with KP. If you're invested into KP, KP wants to play the five. KP's the best offensively at the five, and it's kind of what we were talking about before. I like we struggle rebounding, but I think as long as like 
you almost have to write off rebounding because KP is not the Gobert as far as a rebounder. And I think more likely than not, we will see KP at the five more than we will see him at the four for the like the rest of this year. I could be wrong on that, but I'm just saying I think they'll try to shift or you know, keep that going more than trying to force the KP Dwight, KP Willie type thing. Now, your question could be, all right, well, if they got Drummond, would they, you know, could they run Drummond and KP together? Would that work? That's still not solving. If you have one of your two franchise stars in KP who's wanting to be the five and wanting the offense that comes with being the five, I don't know if you pull off a trade like that. So I, I, that's the whole thing. Yeah, I just don't see that fit with KP uh, in the front court. Yeah, you know what's really bad for defense? Not being a great offense and also being a – or what's bad for rebounding is not being a great offense and also being a terrible defense recently. <laughs> Mavericks, according to Cleaning the Glass, over the last two weeks, 29th in the NBA in defense, 119 points per 100 possessions allowed. Like, you're – I mean <laughs> – Is that not good? No. It's not good. No, if, if people are just scoring on you all the time. Um I don't think Andre Drummond answers enough of the questions, right? So the, the the three things for me, right, are interior defense slash rebounding. That's one thing. Shooting and veteran leadership. He doesn't add the shooting for sure. He doesn't add the he's sh- this he's shooting forty seven percent forty seven percent from the field, <laughs> under fifty percent from two point range. What is he doing? That's my what? question. <laughs> under under fifty percent. From two-point range. He's not even taking that many threes. Wow. It's not like he's jacking threes. He's just taking weird two-point shots, which is wild to me. But and So he he does help the rebounding, and maybe he would help the interior defense a little bit. But I'm, I'm still skeptical about what he would add defensively. And he would be in the willy roll. Like, all yeah. in, in this offense, all you he would be asked to do is roll to the basket, catch a lob, and grab a rebound. Andre Drummond's going to go from a top 10 usage in Cleveland, jacking up 16 or 17 shots to, Hey, I just need you to catch a lob and pull down a board. Like I know we get in our minds of like, he's one of the best rebounds rebounders in the game. And he is, I'm not taking that from him. He is, he's an amazing rebounder, but you, you're not going to bring him in and just say, all right, all you got to do is go rebound go beat Kenneth Fareed. He doesn't want to be Kenneth Fareed. Okay. He wants to be Andre <laughs> Drummond. Kenneth Fareed wants to be a Kenneth Fareed right now. <laughs> He wants to be Andre Drummond to where he's, you know, 20 and 20 and all of that. And we have KP and Luke. I, I just, the Drummond thing. I feel like Drummond has been slighted in his career because he is like kind of in the wrong era. So I've always kind of had a soft spot for him in that way, just individually. But just the makeup of this Mavericks team, I just don't see it. He makes 28 million too. So it's kind of hard to pull off a trade. If they bought him out, then yeah, sure. Maybe. Right. Oh like, yeah. If they bought him out, then sure. Then bring maybe him you can talk it into, but million. the fact that he makes 28 million trying to figure out a trade for that, you'd have to send both James Johnson and Dwight Powell. And if, if that could do it, I don't know. You might be, if that could do it and he would buy into his role. Right. But now we're, now we're throwing two ifs there. And I'm not sure if both those ifs would happen. One of those ifs is pretty big. So that's the whole thing on Drummond. Yes. Did we just blow our whole second segment on Drummond? <laughs> that that's fine with me. And but so all right, coming up, I have a get, name for you in this I, third segment. Though. I know coming up, Isaac has some actual names that we're going to talk about and get into that might actually help the Mavericks in uh, these problems. So let's talk about that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, Bill Bar. Did you have a Bill Bar today? I did not. Actually, I didn't. What did you have no. yesterday? Oh, uh, Cherry Barcia, I think. 
Cherry Barcia. I bought Cherry Barcia and Raspberry. They're coming in. I'm excited about it. It's a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. Everyone on the network loves it. I listen to so many NBA podcasts from, from Lockdown NBA. They all have had them. They all love it. They all love Built Bar. They're delicious. Uh, if you listen to Locked On Today, which we talked about earlier, P- Peter Bukowski says that he finds them missing because his wife starts taking them from him. And he said he's tried basically every single protein bar, and this is the best one that he's had. So I'm going to take Peter's word for it. I'm going to take his word for it that that's the best one. Uh, for example, the Cherry Barcia that you said you had the other day, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar. They're, these bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They taste like a candy bar, 4 grams of sugar. That's like, how many built bars did you have to eat to equal the amount of sugar in like a Coke? 80. 10, right? Like literally 10. You'd have to eat 10 built bars to equal this because it'd be, you know, times 10 to get you like 40 grams of sugar. Go to builtbar.com, use that promo code LOCKDOWN or LOCKED, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN or LOCKED for 20% off at builtbar.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into. Some more trade targets for the Dallas Mavericks. Again, we're talking about interior defense, rebounding, shooting, and veteran leadership. The three things the Mavericks need. Isaac Harris, give me your name that doesn't fit any of those, I bet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's it's hard at this point in the season to find realistic trade targets because (laughs) it's hard to find teams that, you know, would be willing that's that's sellers right now. Everybody's kind of in that middle pack. There's a few teams at the bottom and then it's like, once again, who fits in all this? I did land on a guy that I do think would help Dallas, and I think it would be logical for, for both teams. We've also already done the, the Rockets guys a couple days ago, too, by the oh, way. Yeah, the yeah, P.J. Yeah. Tucker, the, you know... Um, Do y'all know I like P.J. <laughs> P.J. Tucker is definitely a guy that Isaac likes. Victor Oladipo, P.J. Tucker, Eric Gordon. We talked about those guys a couple, a couple pods ago. Yes. Um, so I looked across the league, and there is one guy that... I'll just say it. Terry Rozier. Now let me let let me make the case that <laughs> let me make the case for this real quick. Interesting. So Charlotte has been starting Rozier. They've been bringing Lamelo off the bench. At some point, they they need to start Lamelo. Okay, they have free agency coming up for Devonte Graham. You look at Rozier. It, just his contract situation. He makes uh he makes eighteen point nine million this year, seventeen point nine million next year. So it's just this year. Then next year, you look at his stats so far this season. He's averaged almost 19 a game. He's shooting 42% from three. 42% from three. Seven threes a game. Let's go. And he's he's still just 26. And he plays pretty good defense. I like his defense. So it's that type of situation. That's the guy. If you're telling me, hey, go pick one guy that you think could be gettable, that considering the pieces that it could take from Dallas that you would entertain. You know, you're looking at Charlotte and saying, all right, you want to bring your young guys up, start playing them more. Maybe Rozier doesn't want to, you know, go back to playing a bench role and all that stuff. I would entertain Rozier as another playmaker, another scorer. He can defend, he can shoot. He's shooting 42% from three, like I said. And it's just one more year after this. If you, yeah, that's just a name that I would, uh, I like his intensity that he plays with. He plays hard. So uh, he's a guy that I would be interested in. Interesting. You could make some kind of deal around like, you could do the James Johnson straight up for him, right? Or like, and you'd have to do some other stuff because I think Tarot's here probably has some value to them. I think he gets traded this year for sure, but I think they're going to have competition. I think teams will be calling. I think the Clippers uh, could go after Rozier. I think I think a good team, a playoff team, will go get Rozier before 
Yeah, before the deadline. My question is, and I'm sure a lot of fans' question is, is he better than Brunson or Burke? Yes. Which one? Both. Or both. He's better than both. He is. I'm down. I'm down to say that. Is that because he went to Louisville? <laughs> no, I do. I do like some Louisville guys. No, I think I think he is. He's better than both. He's like he's kind of a, you know, he, I think he's a better scorer uh, than than Burke, but he's definitely a better defender than both of them too. And I think he can play with Luca. I think you could, you know, if you wanted to bring him off the bench and run the, you know, run the offense and stuff. But I think he could step in and and play with Luca. You could do a, you know, Luca Rogier, Josh Richardson, you know, Dorian KP, something like that. I've just, you know me, I've, I've wanted them to have a secondary creator, a second guy that can say, go get me a bucket. Sometimes if Luke, especially if Luke is out of the game and you're like, all right, are we going to run a post up for KP right now? Because that seems like what what it you know comes down to sometimes. Can who's a guy who can you know get get past somebody off the dribble? Go get you know create their own shot. Do something else. Who's another guy on the team besides besides Tim? I mean Tim's kind of hit or miss that you could say, hey, get me. He's averaging 19 points a game right now. Go get me 18 to 20 in a game. So it's just and I don't think it would take a ton to go get him. That's why I'm throwing his name out there. I don't think you would have to break the bank to go get him either. So yeah, it's just a name that. I would be down for. I'm still holding out hope that Josh Richardson could be your like 18 points a game every once in a while guy. Still holding out hope that he can he can be that. We still haven't seen him with Luca and KP at the same time enough. It's only been one game. Oh, we have yes. Anybody who's trying to yes, anything with Josh Richardson, I got to give that more time. I I love I love his fit and I think he can be a solid 3 and D guy. I'm not sure Terry Rozier is an upgrade enough for me to make any kind of moves or Over give Burke up any, or any, Brunson? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. He like he's fourth in the Hornets in assists right now. He's really taking a back seat, um, playmaking wise, and assists aren't everything. But last year he's had four assists, and then th- with the those Celtics, from what I remember, he wasn't that much of a an assist guy either, or like a playmaking type guy. He's usually like your off ball. You know, I guess you could you could talk yourself into he could be an off ball guy next to Luca. But if you want that, can, play- can Dennis play off ball next? <laughs> it would kind of be that sort of thing though right i mean it's the it's the the best case ever scenario version of what dennis and luca could have been could have been yeah yeah but <sighs> I, i'm down Poor i would dennis. be down we miss for that you, bud. we miss you oh, bud. dennis free dennis from new york and and nilakina and speaking of new york should dallas call about julius randall man julius randall so he answers the rebounding question i don't think he answers the interior defense there's something about his passing too. It's like the Lonzo thing, where just there's something about a guy that can pass like that. And, but Randall, like Drummond, wants the ball. He likes to drive a lot. He likes to play make with the ball in his hands. And I'm I'm not sure that's I'm not sure that's an answer for the Mavs that they need. It's not that type of player. I'd, I'd rather have an, a Rogier than a than a than a Randall be your bucket getter. Yeah, I don't even know what New York's doing right now. Anyway, like there's not they the don't have like or... a bad. <laughs> I don't know. Uh... Like they don't have a bad contract. You say, "Hey, we'll take that." We, they don't. They're kind of re, they're rebuilding, but I I don't know who they value there and who they want to keep and build around and all of well, that. It's, but it's a new front office, right? So they're they're still trying to figure. It's like some of these guys are old draft picks that were from the old regime. Some of them are new. Some of them are from the you know KP trade still with like Dennis and uh, yeah. the N- Nilakina pick, and it's like yeah, they have this weird like old guard new guard. Plus they have Thibodeau who you know plays veterans and. 
you know, I don't know. It's just, it is just a weird situation, but they've got some wins this year. Any of the Spurs guys that they, would interest you? They have almost the same record as the Mavs. They're eight. Yeah, no, they did. By by the end of tomorrow, they might have the same record as the Mavs. <laughs> Any of the Spurs guys interest you? Any of the expirings of Aldridge, DeRozan, Patty Mills? No, we did Rudy this all. Gay? Su- I feel like we did this all summer. Patty Mills well, just would be. Like- Patty Mills would be an interesting one like Redick, right? That'd be an interesting guy. He, he replaces like J.J. Barea, that kind of role, better shooter veteran. Know, than, than the Mavs have. Veteran, he's been to the finals. You know, that's a guy that would definitely be interesting. Making $13 million this year. If they could just do like a Dwight Powell for him straight up and, you know. <laughs> I know we keep trying to trade Dwight. Sorry, guys. If you're for Dwight. I don't know. Remember last year when every trade proposal was like, what? What could Delon and Justin get us? I know, <laughs> and they're gone. Hey, we were, <laughs> we were right though. They traded him for Jake. That was one of our trades. We called the trade. So listen to us. Not we the also Dwight. were all about getting James Johnson too. It's worked out so far. I think he's been he's been what the Mavericks wanted him to be. Just I he, know they've, I, they've asked him to be in please. a bigger. Yeah, I don't have to. I don't have to make the case to you. All right, guys. So. uh yeah, lots of stuff on Locked On this week. On Rejecting the Screen podcast feed, host Adam Stanko and Noah Koslov are honoring Kobe Bryant's life and career with a two-part special podcast event. Hear the stories you haven't heard anywhere else about Kobe from teammates, opponents, coaches, and journalists. Get both parts uh, by subscribing to the Rejecting the Screen podcast feed anywhere you get pods. Earl Watson shared an incredible story. I put it all over social about follow at Locked On NBA pods. Uh, about Devin Booker, the first time he played Kobe, and then Devin, and then Kobe signed some shoes for him, and then a year later, that same day that he signed those shoes, Devin Booker dropped seventy. <laughs> that same day, it was pretty wild. So go listen to stories like that, all kinds of good stuff. So go listen to that, guys. We will be back with a post game pod after the Jazz game, unless they get beat by forty. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. <laughs> Boom. There is only one thing that I know you love to do more than anything else. No, look like that. Now, shaving someone's eyebrows off has already been done, so...